0: Show uh, episode number four, of The Wandering Red Goat. Thank you very much for joining in. I appreciate it. We got a great show today. Um, recorded this conversation with Sean from 27 Degrees, a parallel of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Just a great, great story. I was so excited oh. to have him on and talk to him about it. And just wanted to introduce, you know, what we're going to talk about. And, and, you know, we've been so grateful over the last few episodes that Sean has decided to uh become a sponsor of the Wandering Red Goat. So got him on. <clears throat> wanted to hear his story. Just a remarkable uh story from a guy that uh you know, it's just an everyday guy that that all of a sudden gets put in a situation and and uh and makes the best of it and that's what this is all about, but I wanted something to share with you guys. Thank you, great response from the first 3 episodes. Thank you very much. Um Everybody that's come in and entered the contest that we've had, and again, you win a prize from 27 Degrees. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about uh, our sponsor for today's show because in our conversations with Sean, we get to talk a little bit about his company and his journey, and I think that's great marketing enough. But if you get a chance and you want to help out his cause, go to 27degrees.ca. Um, again, great company. Thank you to everybody else that's sent in information and titles, and um, you know, gave us opportunities here to to reach out to people, and then gave us suggestions on great show topics. So I'm excited. This is a big week for uh, Wandering Red Goat. Love it. We can get some guests on. And uh, today, after Sean, um, you know, we got through and. Uh, we, we stayed on and uh, talked for about another 10 or 15 minutes afterwards and just, you know, started throwing out some ideas. And there's lots of ideas, and I think there's lots of good things going for both the Wandering Red Goat project and uh, 27 Degrees. And hopefully we can get to collaborate on some things as we get going. Um, not much other than planned. Uh, we are going to do a little contest again at the end of the show. Uh, here's here's the contest that I want um, I want as everybody knows I'm doing the 48 hour challenge um, across the board leadership across the borders uh, with Jody uh, from kickboxing Canada uh, kettlebell kickboxing Canada sorry I keep saying that but um, and she's going to be our guest at the end of the week so I'm looking forward to recording with, with Jody um, and check out her Instagram as well and Uh, Just kind of get a feel for where she's at uh, with her business and and things that we got going uh, Hopefully in the near future with with uh, kettlebell kickboxing, Canada now Here's what I want you to do as you're thinking throughout the show as you know the 48-hour Challenge is coming up if you want to join the 48 challenge You are more than welcome to do that and I'll give you more information as we go on how to register for that uh, through kettlebell kickboxing, Canada Uh, but I want to, because that's going to be my first adventure in the 50 of the Wandering Red Goat. And uh, I've told you before on the prior show uh, that it uh, freaked me out a little bit that I was going to do that. But as part of the Wandering Red Goat 50 and 50, that's one of the number one thing we're going to do. So I want you to give me suggestions on what could be possibly my second or third or fourth Uh, event in the 50. And it can be anything. It can be a challenge that, um, you know, you think would be good for the wandering red goat. Uh, You think it'd be entertaining. You think it'd be something that I would never do and I'd be willing to do it. So I'm looking at suggestions for that. So please uh, email me or instant message me or DM me or whatever all the cool cats are saying these days. But Go ahead, send me your requests of what you think would be a good venture for me. I'm willing to go anywhere in North America to get this uh, 50 and 50. And I'm willing to do a lot of things that I haven't done before to enjoy it. The reason we're doing it, as you know, as we get older, we tend to not want to do and try new things. Well, we want to. Sketch that out and say, hey, it's time to go and do some new things. It's time to try some new things. We're getting older. We're not getting worse. We're not slowing down. We're just gonna get better. If you eat properly and you take care of yourself properly, then there's always adventures out there to have. And we need more adventures now. After this last year we've been through, we need a lot more adventures. So sit back, think about that as you're listening to the show. Um I did probably drag on longer than it's supposed to, but that's what happens when you're the wandering red goat. You don't really have a path. You just kind of follow it and see where it goes. And again, hopefully Sean's story uh, can reach someone out there or inspire someone out there to do some things that they weren't willing to do. And that was one of the reasons I want to get him on because it fits it right in with the mantra of the wandering red goat, which is always explore, always try new options. You're not up against the roadblock. You just got to pivot and go and do something better and do something more interesting than you did before so grab a coffee sit back relax and enjoy the conversation with sean from 27 degrees apparel and i hope you enjoyed and i'll talk to you at the end of the show and remind you that we need your information to get the red goat the wandering red goats 50 and 50 underway enjoy the show Sean, welcome to the show I uh, just uh, give a little background here we're gonna pick up your story where uh, you were a pilot you were uh, feeling some pressure and then you you uh, decided that you were going to take a little break from being a pilot and uh, you know you're telling me a great story about about your work and let's pick it up from there and see how how we can get into your journey
1: In my break that I was gonna you know, try and figure things out, and hopefully get better. And bam, I was all of a sudden a full time dad right. to two daughters. Right. Um, with very little support in in Winnipeg, uh, my my family's all in Toronto. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
1: So I, I don't have too many uh, too many people here. Not a big not a big support family. So uh, that's when things really came to a head.
0: And how old are your daughters, Sean?
1: They are six, sorry, five and seven now. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So so they were real
0: young when you, when you took them over full time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they (laughs) they were. And it was, it was a handful, right? Like it was kind of going from, going from a hundred to zero, right? Being this, uh, being this pilot that had a very steady schedule. I'd have the kids on the weekend and my ex would take care of them during the week. Um, And that also sort of went out the window and I, I had very little time for myself. So my depression started to get, it got, it got deeper. Yeah. And that's when, you know, unfortunately, uh, suicidal thoughts were, were always there. And I always felt extremely shameful of that, especially taking care of two girls. Right. Right. Um, that's a that's a pretty
0: dark place, right? So so just so just to get the picture clear here, 2019, you're flying. Uh, you got to start to take care of your two young daughters. Um, obviously, yeah. went through a divorce or going through a divorce, and then uh, and then, bam! You're you. First of all, you got to tell your employer, <laughs> right, that you you need some time away. You're looking after them. Yeah. There's there's always a guilt issue when it comes to uh, especially with men. This is what I find uh, when I talk to people. And I had the same problem, right? Like we we're growing up and, uh, and you're not supposed to talk about it and you're not supposed to uh, bring that out in public and, and that's tough. And that's part of the reason we want to have more awareness of this is that I think it's great. I think I tell people all the time, it's good to get into counseling before you get into that spot. Um, I, I went to counseling and, and uh, the first question they asked you is, you know, are you suicidal? And I said, N- no, I'm not suicidal, but I-, I feel myself getting closer to the edge and I don't want to be suicidal right? So, so that's where I went with counseling too. So when you first go into counseling, a little bit of nerve wrack then.
1: Yeah, there was a, there was a lot, there was a lot to, uh, to dig up. You know, I, I had a traumatic childhood and um, I I think a lot of, a lot of my depression stemmed from that. And, you know, my whole life I was just trying to keep busy and keep that at bay right
0: avoidance avoiding the whole issues all the time avoid
1: and and yeah you know like you were saying with uh with men there's a lot of pressure on men to be career driven yeah and to um just to work work your absolute hardest
0: yeah and it's not And, and it's not like you were in a career that was easy right you had to do a lot of training for that <laughs> a lot of time oh yeah. it was yeah. a lot.
1: It was a lot of money. It was a lot of training. Um, a lot of stress. Yeah, uh, a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you go from a hundred to zero. You know, I I now was this full time parent and didn't really know what I was doing. Right, I it was sort of like in the shell shock.
0: Yeah,
1: or I didn't really know what was happening. Everything was was happening all at once.
0: Yeah yeah right and how did the girls adjust to it or they're just so young that they're they're oblivious to the struggles that you're having at this time
1: it was it was tough on them it was tough on my youngest sarah so sarah is the five-year-old and sadie's seven um yeah sarah had a really tough time how long that was heartbreaking too right yeah you know every every night they're they're missing their mom they don't understand why they can't see her and uh it, it it took a toll it took a toll on me on them and you know and then COVID hit
0: yeah <laughs> that's a
1: whole other topic <laughs>
0: <laughs> that doesn't help anyone that's uh, battling any kind of depression or needs counseling right uh yeah. so here's a little question for you then so when you gave up being a pilot and and took your girls full-time uh, did you find another career right away or did you take time or were you just, you know, saying, Hey, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like how, how old of a guy are you, Sean? I'm
1: 35.
0: Okay. So, so you're right in the prime of your working days too. And, and, and now you're, you find yourself giving up your career. Did you go to something right away or did that, you know, not having another career right away, does that take you you know, that kind of piles on to the whole situation as well.
1: It does. I was, uh, well, I still am on disability. Okay. I'm super thankful for that because, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd be screwed yeah. if I had to find something else right away. Yeah. And like I said, like I was, I was in this shell shock at this state of just, I was, I was numb. I was frozen. Um, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around what was happening. Right. And, you know, I think it was hard enough to step away from flying because, there was so much money, there was so much time, blood, sweat, and tears poured into flying and building my flying career.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. As a pilot, you, you build your hours and, and you got to do some pretty hard work to build up those hours. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. So you, you, uh, trying to find a way to get out besides counseling or whatever, trying to, trying to get through this whole thing. Um, is this when you got into functional fitness? Were you training before? Were you doing things before? I know that on your story on on your on your website page twenty seven degrees dot ca, just as a quick plug for you. But um, and you talk very openly about it on there. But that's you know you you kind of credit kettlebells or or functional fitness. And and did you find that at that time, or you, had you always been training?
1: I had always been using kettlebells. Um... I I got I got into kettlebells around 2016, but I was using them all wrong, man. Like I was combining them to just beat the shit out of myself. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Right. I I had I had approached physical fitness in a in a very unhealthy way. That it was, um, sort of like my traumatic past, I was trying to keep everything at bay and, and I would be following these people on social media that, you know, they're they're, they're grinding away and, and you know, like that's the only way to really forge your sword is yeah. to put it in the fire and, and beat it, right? Yeah. And I knew there was a disconnect. You know, some days it would feel good, some days my body would just feel feel broken. Mm. And 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 it didn't really didn't really resonate with me, but I just kept going. And, you know, I obviously saw results. Um, you know, the endorphins still kick in after any sort of workout. And so you, you feel good, Yeah. but it was the, uh, there was just no meaning to it. So, uh, I guess around that time when I, I had the girls full time, i wanted to scale back my physical training, right? I wanted to find a little bit more meaning into it. And that's when I found just kettlebell sport, um, kettlebell complexes, you know, float and, and really being mindful of, of every single movement. And, and that's what really helped me mentally. You know, right. I realized that, wow, I didn't, I didn't need to beat myself into the ground anymore, right. yeah. you know, and, and, and that's okay for some people, right? I'm not saying that's, that's a wrong route to take. Uh, there, there's people out there that, that, that want to, want to grind away and that's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, personally for me, it just didn't resonate.
0: Yeah. I would say that probably for myself as being a, a trainer that, you know, probably 80%, maybe even higher, but I, I know 80% of my clientele uh, come in to work out with me because of anxiety or depression or, you know, just need that release to get away. So you start doing that, you start to, you know, spend that hour or whatever you're working out away from thinking about uh, some of the issues that are causing and, and, and you get a little mm-hmm. bit of a uh, a break from, from your own mind a lot of times, right?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Did yeah. you uh and, and just the, the the creative use of of kettlebells is what really really struck me right it, it, there there's all these different disciplines of 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 using a kettlebell and yeah. um it's it's one simple tool that you can buy have at your house and you will have it for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like uh I came across kettlebells uh I don't know I don't know, probably five years ago or something, but we got into, six years ago, we got into sport um, in the gym. We're actually just kind of converting to fitness now. Um, and over the last, uh, probably since August, we've kind of converted more into fitness, kettlebells for fitness, where, you know, a lot of our thing was always about the sport of it. And we traveled uh, a lot uh, for the sport, all West Coast, you know, uh, Mandy, who who works in our gym, you know, it's gone to Europe a few times to compete, and uh, just the people that we get into the sport, just for myself, um, just the competitiveness again, being able to go out. It's like golfing, I like golfing, but I don't do it. But it's the same thing, mm-hmm. like you're going against yourself every time you grab one of those bells, right? And it's very humbling, exactly. <laughs> They're very humbling,
1: <laughs> they are, right? And and so, you know, you could. You can see my position, so I am taking care of of my kids. You know, f- full time. Uh, I don't. I don't have a job, and I don't have much support, so I don't really have this support to say, you know, hey, I I, I need I need a day to myself.
0: Right, right.
1: That just wasn't possible. Right. And I don't think I've reached out enough to people to, to get that support. You know, I felt so much shame during that time. And here was this kettlebell sitting in my living room. And I thought, you know, this is something I can do to try and start that healing process.
0: Right. Right.
1: Is the girls can watch me. I don't need to go to a gym. I I, I don't need to go anywhere for this.
0: Right. Yeah
1: all i need to do is is pick this thing up and and uh and and use it and, and start focusing on
0: on a on a goal right so uh you started putting fitness routines together started doing sports stuff what what was your main focus when you when you grabbed that kettlebell the first time
1: it uh you know like like i said the 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 functional side of it was super important to me so Really, going back to the basics of it—the uh, basics of the kettlebell swing. I think I, I think I worked on that for months. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the the, the correct the correct way to hip hinge, um, the correct way to support your back. You know, I, I I know I've I've gone through a few back injuries just because of how I was I was swinging a kettlebell. A very simple exercise. So it it was back to just going easy on myself, focusing on the basics and getting the form and, and really nailing it. So I, I could feel good doing it.
0: So how do you marry those two together with the, with helping your, your mental health and helping your physical health? Where, whereabouts along there do you say, Hey, you know what, if I'm doing this, you know, it's also helping me mentally here because anyone that's ever done uh, kettlebell sport understands the, the mental strength it takes to to work with that, and, and fitness is the same way. Um, mm-hmm. But at what point do you say, "Hey, this is something that is is starting to help"? You know, with my mental health issues as well.
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question.
0: I don't come well, up with many. Sure. I, mean, I don't I come up it's... with many good questions, Sean. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think for me, it was it was almost a. connection between meditating and working out that's almost the way i i I saw it i wasn't counting reps I, i wasn't like like i said i was focusing on on my form a lot and that's that's kind of more yoga yeah like you're not doing yoga for reps you're you're concentrating on working that mobility into movement right and just nailing that form down so that, that's what I just. That's what I saw with kettlebells. Was that there's a there's a big mental component to it. There's a mental component to everything. Everything right. physical. Right. I used to do triathlon, and that's why kettlebell sport really resonates with me. Is that that endurance aspect? Yeah. Right. I used to do competitive triathlons back before I started being a pilot. Um, and that was that was incredibly mentally challenging, but really
0: rewarding right now so you you're getting into this now where does the t-shirts come in because this (laughs) is how i got to know you uh you sent me a message um i liked what you you know how you put it together with you know with the uh you know the obviously some of your your money or proceeds are going to, to help different thing different causes but the fact that and i've i've been a big believer in this for a long time that you know, physical activity helps your, your mental well-being, too. And if you're just sitting around doing nothing, it really compounds your issues that you're dealing with uh, because you're thinking about them all the time. So it gives you a release, not to think about it, plus the endorphins, get your mind going. You should start to feel a lot better. But also, as you as you get healthier, you lose weight or you get stronger, that's also good for you. What made you get into the... the now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have an art background, Yes, I do, yeah. Okay, so is that just all of a sudden one day you're like, hey, i want to put some cool designs on a T-shirt and <laughs> try t <a> T-shirt <laughs> business or what?
1: I, I went to, uh, yeah, I went to art university. So I got a BFA in fine arts. I didn't do anything with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right after I got out, I went traveling, got back from traveling and went right into flying. So... When, when all of this happened to me, a um, part of my recovery was focusing on helping others,
0: right?
1: In any way I could, right? Yes. And in COVID, it was a, you know, I think it really opened up everyone's eyes to reach out and help others,
0: right?
1: So for me, I, I, I knew I had a skill. To make some cool designs, and I wanted to focus on kettlebells and keep keeping designs really basic, and and I got really good feedback at the beginning. You know, my 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 family out in Toronto was like, "Wow, you know, you should really you should really do something with this," and I. I like the idea of getting back to art for me. For me, that was another very meditative process to, um, you know, reduce my anxiety and I figured, well, if, if I'm looking to help others, how can I do that from my house? I I can't really go out and and reach out to people with mental health issues. Uh, I I just don't have the time. I don't have the resources for that quite yet. But what I can do is use part of my profits to support programs that are already established. And I thought, what what a perfect way to, you know, uh, help my healing process, use my artistic skills and see where, see where the business goes, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be able to, to continue this and make a little bit of money as a small business. How long? But so priority, when did you
0: when did you start Twenty seven degrees.
1: It was back in October. I started to develop the uh, the idea of it.
0: Okay, so it's yeah. it's really it's really fairly new, but the response has been really great. I mean the quality yeah, has been. the quality of product you're using. I mean that's a difference, right? So <laughs> um, when you're talking about quality, especially a comfort of wearing a shirt or or working out in a shirt. Uh, quality is number one. So, how did you how did you come up with source in your your shirts? Um,
1: I'm a I'm a big T-shirt guy. I buy T-shirts from everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I just reached out to the companies, and they were very nice to share what garments they used for their for their apparel lines. Right. Usually, they try to keep it pretty secret yeah they say no, we're, we're not gonna tell you what shirts we use because that's kind of our, our secret sauce right. But uh, fortunately, a, a few companies that I purchased from they they let me know uh, what what they um, what they use. and I just jumped on board with that. <laughs> and like you said, like the quality was my main prerogative, right? yes, I am struggling financially and I'm trying to make a business. And, you know, a lot of people said, listen, the only way you're going to be able to make a go of this is you gotta, you gotta buy cheap clothes and really maximize your profits. And for some reason, well, I know the reason, but it's, uh, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, that's, that's completely reverse. I, yeah. I want to first off start with the quality and not really worry about the profits and and put in as much um, money into donations as I can comfortably you know and and still make a little bit of money off off the sales yeah but the priority right now is to is to help the uh, the mental health programs that I've connected with
0: yeah and you keep growing those I mean yeah, you start out when I first met you it was Canadian Mental Health, and then I see you add another one, and another one, another one. Are you going out to these uh, foundations, or are they starting to say, "Hey, you know, can we partner somehow uh, this way and, and help grow each each other's agenda?"
1: Yeah, I've I've reached out. So I reached out to the uh, the Jordan Porco Foundation. I reached out to um, after Canadian Mental Health Association, and because I dealt with suicidal thoughts Um, I really wanted to reach out to a grassroots program that raised suicide awareness and prevention, intervention Um, and they do some really great work down in the US through the the US colleges Um, and then uh, I I connected with uh, Joel Struthers through Legion Engineer, the yeah. shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Um, and Joel's a fantastic guy. Um, he's got a great story, and uh, I I love his cause. And that was that was a no brainer to reach out to him and say, Hey, man, you know, can I design a, a shirt for you, and and I'll I'll send uh, send donations to you every month, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And, and Mission Twenty Two was. Uh, was, was one of the latest and that's another veteran suicide awareness organization. You know, um, I was never in the military. I'm a big fan and I figure, you know what, just because I'm not in the military, doesn't mean I can't support them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. that's awesome i mean i think i think any of those uh foundations are are happy to get any kind of um, support that they can get a lot of times awareness Mm -hmm. is the number one thing right Uh, but back to your to your apparel because and i've watched your site and it's growing it's growing it's growing and you're getting different designs and different shirts and, and different causes that's awesome but i think you made the right choice because for me Uh, it's easy for me to help promote your brand, number one, because it's a great cause, but I'm promoting a good quality uh, shirt, right? So it's easy for me to say to someone, I I love wearing this shirt. It feels great. You know, we're putting an order in. Maybe you should jump on board and and help support this. And when people are getting a good product, they don't mind supporting it. You know, they don't mind buying the the product, right? Um,
1: Yeah, that's
0: exactly it. So I think you made a good decision there and hopefully – in the long run, it works because, you know, it takes a lot of guts to make that decision from a business standpoint. Did you have any entrepreneur spirit in you before? Or is this like, I'm learning as I go? <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: flying by the seat of my pants. I, True entrepreneur uh, right there. I don't know. I had an idea. Yeah. Now
0: I'm just trying to make it work. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it, right? It was, it was mixed with, uh, you know, determination to, to do something outside of parenting full-time. Yeah. And something that can fit my schedule, uh, something I can do from home, and that's it right there. You know, I, I'm I'm just trying to do as much as I can from from this place that I'm in.
0: Do you? Uh, so, do you brand your own? Like, do you uh, print your stuff, or do you get it sourced out and then shipped into your place?
1: Yeah, I use local uh, Winnipeg screen printers to um, to get the shirts made. Yeah, I I'm certainly not set up to do that in my basement quite yet. Yeah. Um, you know, that would take a lot of uh, a lot of capital to, to start that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hung out with a lot of screen printing buddies at, in university, but it's it's been a while. So yeah. I didn't want to start that whole manufacturing process. Yeah, I figure, you know what, I'll support another small business. Yeah. Um, I know small businesses have been, have been, uh, they've been getting hit pretty hard these days. So I'm, I'm glad to support them.
0: Are they, uh, the companies you're using, are they pretty good, pretty understanding with the small business that you're trying to get going and, and that's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, cause it great. seems like you're adding more designs all the time and different colors, different shirts. Like, uh, how, how does that keep you busy? Like how many hours a day do you got to work on that stuff?
1: It's, it's not much, no, no. Once the design is, is created, it's, it's a lot of back and forth into what what I'm going to, what I'm going to get it printed on. But there's a, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of details to business. I I just don't know. Yeah. I've never started my own business. So there's a, there's a lot of issues around inventory, right? Like how, how many do I order? And I'm not on this, um, I, I, don't know what you call it, but like I, I pay for all my shirts up front.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So I'm coming from a place of, you know, putting all my money into this and, and hoping it works
0: out. <laughs> well, that, but that's good. I mean, when <laughs> you're starting cool. a small business, that's the number one thing you, too many people do too much on credit or I say this about gym business. When I started my gym, mm-hmm. um, and to this day, I own every piece of equipment, right? I don't. I didn't start out with a gym full of equipment. Um, I didn't lease it through my my ass trying to make a gym open. I started with what I had. I I think in the long run, it made me a better trainer because when I started out in 2005, I I didn't really have that much equipment. I had to be very creative and i i think now it helps me i don't i don't rely on equipment you know i buy some i use it i, I put it in the gym but it's grown over since 2005 but you can't you can't start a business and be in the hole right off the bat or you'll never get ahead so i love what you're doing where you're you know you're reinvesting into it all the time eventually that'll pay off right but yeah that's the sad thing about apparel how much do you sit on right what kind of stocked you have? for. That's exactly it. And, then,
1: and then, you know, the, the more you order, the cheaper it is per shirt. Yeah. So I'm faced with this difficult decision of, well, I, I can order 200 of them and then I can sell them for less. Yeah. But if, if for some reason it doesn't resonate with people, I'm sitting on 200 shirts. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a fine, it's a fine balance. And that's uh, an an exciting part of the business is that I know the price will, will keep going down as more and more interest builds because it'll just get, uh, it'll it'll get better to, to order more shirts at a, at a cheaper cost.
0: So let's see. Uh, you're about six months into this little venture. Uh, how do you feel it's going? Like, how do you feel? You feel like you're progressing every month? Do you see things um, starting to build now? You're starting to get some more uh, people attracted to the site. Uh, obviously, shopping online is it's a perfect time to open an online shopping business, um, mm-hmm. you know. But you got to get that. You also got to get that out there in front of people, right? Has the kettlebell community been good for supporting you, or the fitness community in general?
1: it's, it's been fantastic. Um, I, have really only used Instagram, not so much Facebook, but yeah, just reaching out to people and, and, you know, telling them about my product, about my story and everyone has just been so kind and to everyone that I've sent a shirt out, you know, for free, just kind of a promo like I did with you. Um, yeah that that in return you know people have been just super supportive and spreading the word and willing to help out any way they can,
0: yeah I think that's a brilliant play like i i um i get I get instagram's or I get messages probably a couple times um you know a month uh probably four or five times a month there's lots of companies that just send things out when I got yours though and I read it. The fact that you're a Prairie company, and uh, the background, uh, it just right away said, yeah, you know, like uh, I could get on board with this and and help this. And then when I when I got your first shirt, um, I was I was won over because of the quality of it. And not only that, I I want to thank you for for just reaching out. This Sean, thank you for very much for coming on the show and and uh, and sharing your story with us. It's much appreciated. And I wish you the best of luck in the future, and hopefully we'll be working together here in the future very soon. Now, everybody, 27degrees.ca. Go on there. Sean's stories on there. Go on and take a look at his products. Uh, great uh, Prairie Company. Great quality shirts. Pleasure having you on the show, Sean. And best of luck to the, to you in the future and the business. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, Taking a short break, and we're going to be back with the conclusion of the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Number four was Sean from 27 Degrees in Winnipeg. Um, Interesting. uh, I asked asked Sean, I didn't didn't put it in the show, but I asked Sean about uh, the name 27 Degrees, and 27th is his birthday. And Degrees uh, is in reference to his pilot's career. So I thought that's interesting because... Uh, It's one of the most asked questions I get about Red Goat is where did you come up with the name? Um, It's probably the most asked question I get when people, um, you know, are asking me questions about Team Red Goat. And uh, so it's always interesting to me. But um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hope you enjoyed uh, Sean's journey, his courage to... uh, you know, to share it with us, it's not something that he does a lot, obviously. Um, you know, this is probably the second or third podcast that he's done, but uh, as the face of the company, he's, he's going to be out there, and he's telling his story, and hopefully it inspires uh, one or two people and uh, or encourages one or two people that it's okay uh, if you're going through troubled times to uh, ask for help and to reach out and get help, and, and he's doing a great thing with his company. So we're proud to support 27 Degrees. He's He's been very good to us and helping us. And uh, so hopefully that'll, that'll help in the future. Now, send in your um, entry into this week's contest. Um, if I use your um, suggestion uh, for my next uh, adventure after the 48-hour cross-border leadership challenge, I will send you a 27 Degrees t-shirt, and Sean will as well, And um, as, a, as a reward for giving us the great suggestion for the Wandering Red Goat project. I want to end with this quote today, and I think it's very fitting with the conversation we had. Um, a friend is one who overlooks your broken fence and admires the flowers in your garden. Um, and I think it's good, and I think it's appropriate today that we're talking about that, because uh, when a friend is in trouble or is is fighting uh, mental illness or depression or anxiety, um, sometimes you just need that friend to listen and, and um you know, Sean's advice, uh, when I asked him about, um, you know, what was the one thing you would do if, if someone, um, you know, came to you uh, about that. And he said, um, very simply, I just listen. And, and that makes a lot of sense. So, um, I think the the quote today, a friend is one who overlooks your broken fence and admires the flowers in your garden is very fitting. Sometimes you just need to have someone there to listen, need someone there to, um, You know, not judge, not give you advice, but just listen. And uh, overlook your broken fence and see, uh, you know, the beauty of your garden in your backyard. As always, make sure you're kind. Make sure you come from a place of love. Hug a loved one. Peace. We're out.